guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Welcome to this episode of Courageous Wellness. Today, it is just Allie and I, and we are so excited because we are going to talk all about Whole30. Our month, our January Whole30, we have completed now. And how do you feel? <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. I can't believe January. Um, it. You know, first I will say, if anyone listened to our last solo episode, you know, I had mentioned that, you know, Whole30 was something I never thought I could do because I couldn't imagine ever giving up grains for a whole month. Um, so in, in our last little episode when we announced we were going to do this in December, I mentioned, I I know I mentioned, I was like, maybe I'll add quinoa or some whole grain, gluten-free, you know, grains. But I'm happy to report that I did the entire Whole30. Yeah. I did not have any grains. Um, For anybody who's listening who is new or who doesn't know what Whole30 is, um, for Whole30 you give up for 30 days grains, all grains, all sugar for the most part. All refined sugar. All refined sugar, but you also can't have honey. Or yes. maple syrup or any sort of... Like, any added sugar. Yeah, stevia. Um, you can have fruit, um, but you yeah, can Yeah, so you have can have natural sugar. Natural sugar, but that's it. Um, you can't have dairy. You can't have alcohol. You can't have alcohol. You can't have legumes. You can't have legumes. Is that it? Oh, and processed food. Yeah, nothing processed or preservatives. So, um... Yeah, I did it. We both did it. This was Allie's second time. It was my first. And like I said, I didn't think I could do it without grains, but I did. And um, that feels really good. Yeah. There's so much to unpack, which we'll definitely unpack in this episode. But, you know, first of all, the mental game of being able to do something that I never thought Mm. I could do for 30 days um, feels pretty incredible. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, but I was right. The reason I didn't, there's a lot of reasons I didn't want to give up grains, but one part of that was, you know, I like to do a lot of um, high-intensity workouts. Yes, you, know, you I, do. You do a lot of car- cardiovascular. Yeah, like Soul Cycle is my favorite workout, and it's very therapeutic for me, and I was worried that I wouldn't have the energy to do it, and I didn't. You didn't <laughs> I, have the I energy. I did not. Yeah. I remember... Um, for me, my first week, my first week I felt great. The first week I immediately felt um, I have really bad brain fog. That went away in seven days. It was pretty incredible. Mm. Um, my digestion felt better after seven days. Um, and I was enjoying, you know, the cooking and challenging myself in the kitchen. And um, I wasn't eating out. I was really making all my meals for myself and using model meals, which helped um, on busier days. But um, when I would go to Soul Cycle, or I did Orange Theory with one of my girlfriends that first week, I I literally had no energy to do it. Yeah. And honestly, for the first two and a half weeks, I didn't have energy to do those types of workouts. I could do strength-based things. Mm -hmm. I could do Pilates or yoga, which was great, but I did not have the energy to do those intense workouts. And I think my body was learning how to use the new food for fuel, which did end up happening by the third week. So you were going, you were able to go back to those classes by the third week and feel okay. And that was pretty incredible when I did go back the third week and I just went, um, a couple days before it ended, I did, um, soul cycle and I like, I 
felt like on fire. And I was like, that's wow, the, that's this the tiger is so, <laughs> it's so great. But yeah, I actually, you know, um, oh my God, I have so many thoughts about Whole30, so I don't know where to begin. And I guess I'll go first and then yeah, you can share yeah, your absolutely. experience since I'm already speaking. Um, but I think for me, you know, the pros of it definitely were almost immediately my digestion really got better. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have, I don't drink a lot of, um, like sugary soda. I don't drink any soda. Um, I also don't drink a lot of like sugary coffee. So I didn't have any withdrawals. I didn't go through any sort of withdrawals. Um, so I, I felt really good. The only thing, like I said, is that was a negative pretty immediately for me was, um, the lack of energy doing workouts that I love, which are so important for my mental health. But also, um, I had not only did I not have energy in the workouts, I just had no energy. Mm. Um, I was so tired for the first two weeks. Like I was so, (laughs) I was so tired. Um, I was so tired. I don't know how else to say it. And it didn't, it was true. Like I went through a lot of motions in terms of, I even tried to get more sleep and I tried to like, nothing worked until my body got acclimated to the new food. And a lot of that had to do with adding more sweet potatoes, adding more regular potatoes, you know, just adding more like starchy starchy vegetables vegetables and carbohydrates. and carbohydrates. And then, you know, by day, probably 14, probably about right at two weeks, my energy kicked in and that was a great feeling. But, um, there weren't a lot of cons for me in terms of doing the program. I, I really did enjoy it. I know a lot of people and I was one of those people that think it's really restrictive Mm -hmm. and, I didn't find it restrictive at all. When you do it, it changes your mind about it, doesn't it? Yeah, I, it was, it's, it's, yes, I can't, you know, grab a cookie or there was a night I had, um, a girl's dinner and there was a cheese plate with a baked brie that (sighs) I wanted and I was eating apples and it was, you know, not the same as baked brie. But, you know, other than, like, that type of restriction, you can eat as much as you want. Yeah. And for me, as an emotional eater and someone who has, like, I've I've had a very difficult relationship with food. The fact that I could eat as much as I wanted with no shame attached to it was, like, one of the most freeing things I've ever given myself. You know, so there were nights that I was really hungry and... um. I would eat a lot of almond butter. (laughs) I was the almond butter queen. That honestly, eggs, avocado, and almond butter got you through alive during Whole30. But, um, you know, there would be nights that I would be eating, you know, almond butter with my spoon because I was hungry or because I wanted a dessert and I couldn't eat a dessert, but I could eat, you know, a bunch of scoops of almond butter. And usually when I've done that, I would feel so guilty and be like, oh, there's so many calories in this. You just messed up your whole day. But on Whole30, you can eat as much almond butter as you want until you're satiated. So I had no guilt. And that was was pretty wonderful. I didn't emotionally eat the entire month of Whole30, which was pretty incredible. And also, I was so aware, you know, there were, there's a couple days of note that I remember. Day seven when I didn't, um, I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. Yeah. I took notes throughout Whole30 to like boost yeah. myself up. But day seven, I was so busy. I had so much to do and I didn't meal prep. I didn't have anything planned. Yeah. So I had to feed myself and I ended up breaking a glass and I ended up burning my um, fingers making eggs and <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is so crazy. But at the same time, um, it taught me like you have to, you have to take that extra time Time. to prepare. And then um, there was day 15 or day 13, somewhere between day 13 and day 15, my cup was like, my emotional cup was so empty and I had been so busy and I was run down and I was exhausted and not just, this was at a time where my energy was pretty much back. So it wasn't from the food. I was just, I was like emotionally exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted. And, um, that day I wanted to eat 
I really, really wanted to eat. And I was like, wow, my, my emotional eating is directly attached to not taking care of myself. Isn't that so interesting, the observations you mm-hmm. can make about yourself when you do something like this? Yeah. That's what I remember learning the, my first time through. It was amazing me. And I would. I would recommend for anybody listening to do something like Whole30 because it teaches you so much about yourself. yourself. Yeah. It, ta- it taught me so much about myself. And, you know, there were definitely and, – and not giving up. I was so proud of myself. There was one day. Um, it was day – between day like 18 and 25. Day 25, I was just over it. I was like, I'm so over it. And the whole month, I will say, I really wanted pasta. Pasta was like in my head the whole month. I don't know why. I mean, who doesn't love pasta? But specifically, the only food I really craved that I couldn't have was pasta. And, you know, that was that. But by day 25, I was over it. But at some point between... And, and by over it, I just mean it is a lot of thought. You do have to, like, yeah. take care of yourself with the food you're eating. And sometimes that can be hard. But um, at some point in the last week, um, between, like, days 18 and 25, um, it was before I was over it. But I just, like, I just wanted to, like, eat something that, like, somebody else had made for me. And in Los Angeles, we're really lucky to have this grocery store called Air One. And they have a lot of, like, raw desserts right that yeah. have like nothing in them sugar-free healthy as far as desserts as far as desserts yeah they're they're pretty on it and it had vanilla extract as an ingredient which we're not allowed to have during whole 30 because there's alcohol and vanilla extract which, which we'll, we'll talk, talk about because <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts about this but I was at this like just like fuck it phase right yeah and I looked at it and I, and I was like I really thought I was like, am I just going to get this and like do it? I mean, I'm still like, and and I just was like, no, you've committed to something for yourself and you're going to continue to commit to it. And that was just like a really, again, why I'd recommend Whole30 is just the freedom it gives you mentally and just getting to know yourself in such a different way. I was so proud of myself because really I could have had this. There was nothing else in it that was not approved not except compliant. for vanilla extract and I could have eaten it and been fine and and you know no one would have been the wiser but I would have been the wiser and right. I was really committed I was like if I'm doing this I'm gonna do it and so that was like a that was a high moment for me in terms of you know the self-control that I have never really expressed with food you know yeah. for me my relationship with food and weight has all been like reward or punishment or if you eat, you know, the extra almond butter scoop, something, it's not good, you know, and right. not for like a good health and bad. reason. Yeah, like it's bad because that means you've eaten a lot of calories and now you might gain weight and all the shame. that, And that's just bullshit. And I was able to release a lot of that during whole 30 and we can talk about how we feel after maybe later after you share sure but um it's interesting because now that whole 30 is over I don't want to lose that yes and I am really surprised at how much I want to continue I'm not going to call it whole 30 I think I'll probably call it paleo um because paleo and whole 30 are very similar with differences that I think agree with my lifestyle more but um I think I want to keep quote the basic principles yeah most of the time because I did I the first day off of whole 30 I ate pasta and I felt like shit yeah and I it was the first time in my life actually my husband pointed out to me I've said to him before I was like oh well if I get sick but it's really delicious it's worth it said that before because you know sometimes food is really really good but this was the first time I was like oh my god I feel so sick from this pasta and I don't I haven't felt that way in so long and I never want to feel that way again and the pasta is not worth it to me and so it's interesting it's it'll be interesting figuring out my new normal because Mm. I you know especially like sugar non-refined sugar I'm really good with like maple syrup and coconut sugar, and honey, you know, um, and I love to bake, so it brings me a lot of joy, and I typically bake dairy-free, gluten-free, refined sugar-free treats that taste really good, 
but they use maple syrup or coconut sugar or vanilla extract. And um, those are things I, I will incorporate in. I will incorporate good, high-quality, gluten-free grains. Yeah. But I definitely think I have to figure out, I don't know if I can eat pasta. I don't know if I can eat gluten. I had a really, really intense reaction to pasta on my first day back. So, well, Which just, is sad, but informative at yeah, the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, at least you know yeah. now, and that's sort of what... One of the benefits of doing something like this with elimination. Because I've given up, in August when you did Whole30 for the first time, I gave up gluten and dairy. Yeah. And when I reintroduced um, gluten Gluten. that time, I didn't have as bad of a reaction. And when I reintroduced dairy, I didn't have any reaction. So I think, but I even when I was doing gluten-free for that month, my digestion didn't, it wasn't as good as being grain-free. So I, I actually think... I felt so good being grain-free. I think whatever's going on with my digestion has to do with grains, which sucks. But I'll figure out my new normal. And again, I do want to do the, quote, Whole30 way of life most of the time. Yeah. But then not stop myself if it's like, a really great boozy brunch with friends, or right. a really great do it one hundred percent out. Yeah, I think so. It'll be interesting to navigate. Yeah, but yeah, so that's pretty much my experience. That's <laughs> cool. I'm so glad we did it together. It was it was great. I will say, doing it with a friend, and yeah. we had another, and we had another friend. friend who was doing it as well. It helps to have that support. Yeah. And to be even just to be able to text like miserable today, how are yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and have like, the person people really to check in on, understand. Yeah. And everybody has like slightly different experiences, but um, man, okay, so mine. <laughs> so this is my second whole thirty. Was it easier the second time? Um, oh, yes and no. Mm. Uh, overall, I'm gonna say no, but that's sort of unique to the situation I was mm-hmm. in. It was easier because I didn't have to learn what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. I sort of knew going into it yeah. that food prep was essential. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, yeah. I sort of knew all those things. Like, I knew good go-to snacks. I knew how to shop for Whole30. I yeah. knew how to, so there was, like, way less mental prep for mm-hmm. me this time around, which was a lot easier. But, as I've spoken about, I was having, dealing with some digestive stuff in the fall, and then SIBO and stuff that came along with that, and that got better, and mm. then doing Whole30 after I had done yeah, meds and herbs and a bunch of that kind of stuff, I was feeling great. Like, mm. I was back to my normal self yeah, and my normal digestion. Um, but two weeks into it, I took a job out of town, mm. and I was staying in the desert for two weeks, and living in a hotel and couldn't cook for myself Mm. and that's when it got way harder Mm. um I can't even imagine I don't know how I did it to Mm -hmm. be honest and I almost looking back and what I'm sort of dealing with now sort of wish I had called it quits Mm. not I mean, I'm glad I finished it, but yeah. I had proven to myself that that was something I could do. Yeah, you had so already done it before. It wasn't, but like I was so committed to like, no, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> that like I, I sort of, um, you know, it was hard. There was a Whole Foods nearby, which was great, which like helped. But like even stuff like in their, you know, their food bar, yeah. like a lot of stuff is cooked in oils or has like sugar added to it like you'd be surprised and thank god they put all their ingredients on it um but I was eating a lot of raw foods Mm. and I was getting like the protein I needed for sure like there's you know I was having tuna and stuff but I just like didn't have a lot of warm food which Mm. doesn't really work for me especially in the winter yeah that's something I've learned about my body and like I couldn't just go you know, I got like one of those Whole30 Chipotle bowls one night, but like I didn't want to eat Chipotle all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I think I was doing a lot of like snacking yeah. instead of meals because I didn't have with my schedule and like living in a hotel, I didn't really have the opportunity to do mm. meals in the way that I do at home where I'm good at food prepping. And that messed me up. It messed me up. Like, one day, a work day was so long, and I literally had a 15-minute break the entire mm. day. Like, an over-nine-hour day to, like, scarf down some lunch. Mm. And, like, 
it was after that day that I felt like I had a full like mm. flare re relapse of yeah. all the digestive stuff I had just oh. like totally cured up and it, I was like what's going on I'm eating on like whole 30 I literally have no inflammatories in my diet but like I wasn't able to be doing whole 30 in the yeah. way that it's meant to be done yeah so that was a pain, and then I had to go low FODMAP for the last week of Whole30, which is sort of double, like you kind of have to really be careful. Certain things, like it's actually easier to eat low FODMAP than it is to Whole30, but when you're yeah. doing both at the same time, it can be restrictive because they're yeah. in, on low FODMAPs, which is typically like a recommended diet for people who struggle with different kind of digestive issues or IBS. Um and some foods are high FODMAP. Some and some are low, are low FODMAP. FODMAP. Yeah. So, but some healthy foods that are good for you are high FODMAP. Are high FODMAP. So you have to avoid certain vegetables, certain fruits, and that just gets like so not intuitive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you have to think so much. And I have this great app, but like, I was just like, I need to get home. And then there was also stressful stuff, like emotional stuff, family stuff that I was dealing with. And it was just. It was a bummer. Yeah. Um, I'm happy Whole30 is done. I don't think, so that's weird. Like, I didn't have, like, had I been home cooking for myself, like, I know what kind of experience I would have had. But because I had an unusual situation, it became extra challenging. Am I glad I did it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And I do find, like, especially the first couple weeks, I do find a lot of food freedom in Whole30. Mm -hmm. Um... When you have the control. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, like I said, mine was an unusual situation. It's not reflective of the program. It's reflective of, like, what I was doing in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of need a kitchen. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't, like I said, I can't imagine doing it without a kitchen. And it's true because... You know, that concept of intuitive eating that you obviously didn't have because you're doing low FODMAP diet and a Whole30 diet on top of Well, and that only overlapped for like a week, but but still, still. that's so hard because I think that was what's interesting, the food freedom that you also mentioned last time that I really did find on Whole30 is... I also think for me, it was the first time in my life I wasn't controlled by cravings. Yeah. It's like if I'm if I'm craving sushi, I'm going to eat sushi. Or if I'm craving pasta, I would just get a bowl of pasta, which is fine and people can do that. But you can't do it on Whole30, but you have so much freedom in what you can eat yeah. that I just stopped thinking about food. Exactly. That's and the thing. Like I, I didn't think about it much. I was just like, what do I need? What can I eat today to like fill me up? But then at like your last week, I don't know how you doubled up that so... I basically had, like, grapes and turkey slices, and, like, it was pretty darn simple. And what app do you use? I use the Monash University. Like, you do have to buy it, guys, but I do recommend it. It's the best one that I've found. It's, like, $7.99, which is not cheap for an app. Monash University? Yeah. And it's for low FODMAP? Yeah, it's the FODMAP diet, so they, like... They give you these resources, and it's a fairly extensive food guide about the FODMAP levels and, like, quantities, too. So, like, sometimes, like, certain fruits or vegetables, high quantities can be higher FODMAP, but, like, a small quantity is low FODMAP, so that's something. Yeah. And so, Um, and that's for anybody dealing with SIBO or extreme digestion issues. Yeah. You know, that's recommended often for all different types of people with, um, with I forms of IBS. Yeah. But it's also recommended for SIBO because you it helps starve the bad bacteria. Mm. Uh or let me put it this way, it helps not feed the bad bacteria. Yeah. And, the, and it has to do with the way these foods digest. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was like a bummer for me, but again, it's so funny you think like you know how you're saying like different points uh, you know, my whole thirty, I have to say, was pretty similar. The at least the first couple of weeks were pretty similar to my first time around. Mm. Like I remember, first time around, day fourteen was really hard. Was like I really wanted a drink. <laughs> like well, I don't remember what you said you wanted. Pasta. Like, pasta. Okay. So for me, I wanted a cocktail. Mm. And this time around, it hit me around the same time. Yeah. And for me, that is purely emotional because I know that like two weeks in. I don't have any sugar cravings. Like, I'm not craving the sugar and alcohol. Like, 
it's purely, I haven't had a drink in two weeks, like, it's mm-hmm. fine. And I'm not, it's funny, because I'm not, like, a big drinker, but, like, something sort of, like, hits the spot for me, like, a cocktail or, mm. and it was so weird, because, like, it's something in the desert, maybe, like, dehydration, or just, like, it's, you know, living out there for a couple of weeks was not the same as living here at the beach. Uh, yeah. But... I just wanted a beer so badly. <laughs> like, all I wanted was beer. Yeah. Like, I wanted a beer. But interestingly enough, when I had my first drink after Whole30, I didn't have a beer. Even though <laughs> beer is low FODMAP, it's also full of grain, gluten yeah. and grain, and I didn't want to shock my system in that yeah. way. So I had a, a gin and soda water. Yeah. Which, you know what? was delish. Yum. But... You know, I haven't had a drink since then, so... Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, it is. More things that Whole32 gave me is, in terms of, like, self-care, you know, like, a lot of times it made me realize how much I would self-care or reward with a delicious meal. Even a delicious, healthy meal. Yeah. But a delicious meal that, like, hits those spots or... um, or like a nice glass of wine or whatever. So self-care for me had to really change during Whole30. Mm. Um, I noticed I got a lot more manicures. Like I would just take myself oh, to get a manicure. Um, I had um, a discount. I got the, the sauna place that I like sent me like a discount code. So I ended up going to sauna a couple times, which I really love. Um, I really love sauna. Um yeah, I did a lot of, like, non-food self-care. I took a lot of bubble baths, a lot of face masks, a lot of, um, I even found myself one day just, like, going for a walk around my neighborhood and, like, yeah. taking myself on a walk. So it did, you know, it, it really changed me. Mm, <laughs> it really did. And I think especially as somebody, I really, you know, going into it, I didn't, I have an interesting relationship with weight and food and all of that just from my family and my personal history with my own weight loss, but I, I've never found that I do well on any sort of diet, right? Right. So I didn't go into this for like a diet or a weight loss experience, but I do think, like I said, I was really nervous about the restriction and like what I... Would that be healthy? Would that for be you healthy mentally? for me? Yeah. yeah. Would would I or like right on day thirty? Like I like I will say the last week I was like dreaming of this pasta I was gonna make. I was like I'm gonna make and I was I was like I'm gonna make this great pasta dish. But then like I said, what's so interesting is it's so interesting how good I felt doing. I I do. I think that's why I would really recommend it for anybody because to do something that makes you feel so good. Yeah. It does change your relationship with food mm-hmm. afterwards. I yes. think that was the thing. Because I didn't, like I said, when I did, that's why I know I probably have a grain sensitivity, which sucks and I'm going to have to deal with. But when I did the no gluten, no dairy, I, I didn't feel bad. My skin was really clear. Whenever you give up dairy, your skin, as yeah. you know from I'm your experience. I'm a poster child of that. <laughs> but same, like your skin clears up. Like it's great not having dairy. But at the same time, my digestion stuff didn't go away 100%. Yeah. So I didn't, like, feel so great. So when it was over and I had, you know, my gluten-free meals or, or my grains or whatever, I um, or I added cheese back, it wasn't such a big difference. This time it was such a big difference yeah. that it's made me be, like, how do I really want to live my life moving forward? Yeah. Which, is, which is a lot, especially when you've lived your whole life I don't like, I, I'm, the, the word I'm thinking of is like being so dependent on food, mm. but that's how it does feel like a lot of times, like where so many of our activities or social things or it's are all around food. around food and alcohol, right? Like that's how people bond. And so to take that away for a month, even I had the best time I went to see my brother and his girlfriend and we just hung out at his house and I ate a banana. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there was nothing revolving around food. Right. The social stuff doesn't revolve around food. And so it's, it does, it just makes me think about how I want to live my life moving forward. Well, it's interesting that it's you say strange. that and yeah. also bring up the self-care. That actually makes me think about, I 
like one thing I love, maybe it's because I have like, you know, an Italian grandmother or whatever, or like, you know, I come from families that like love, love to cook and that yeah. it is. And like, I believe that like even cause, and I have like European step siblings and it's mm. like, you know, especially in other cultures, like food is so, um, joyous. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a beautiful part of life yeah. and like to eat together and like, you know, when you travel also, especially in Europe, like you take a really long time and you really savor it yeah. and it's really a pleasure in life. And I, I feel that way about food. Like I yeah. love food and I like to cook. Yeah. And I think what it's interesting. That's why like it was so working for me mm. when, cause I can still cook. I can still use like the instant pot, I can yeah. make like beautiful dinners on Whole30 with beautiful fresh ingredients and like it's this act of self-care. Yeah. And then when I went to the hotel, you all lost of a sudden that. I lost it. Yeah. And like my body, and listen, I'm, I don't know what's causing, what's been going on with me and part of it can be stress. I'm not sure, you know, like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm stressed about figuring out what it is. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like a vicious cycle. I'm like. I'm not, I'm not feeling super stressed in my life, but I'm so stressed about figuring out what's going on with my health that it's like, that's stupid because it's like, well, this could be induced by stress and you're like, so trying to like get better at scheduling unscheduled time. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm learning to like slow down a little bit because I've had like six months of my life that have like truly been nonstop. Yeah. And I've always gone in patterns of like intense push, 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 crash. Yeah. Intense push, 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 crash. And I've done that. And now in my 30s, my body's saying, you can't, you can't. do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, that's so interesting because um, in a couple weeks, um, we're going to have Danica Brysha on yes. our podcast, which is so exciting. Um, and she is the CEO and co-founder of Model Meals, which yes. is a Whole30 meal Approved deli- meal delivery service. service. Yeah. But she says, you know, in the episode, she talks about how she literally schedules one day a week of blank space. Like she, it's her time. Yeah. So she won't make meetings. She won't make appointments. She won't get, that is her time to recharge herself, get creative, um, and explore her mind without any other commitment. And so when you were saying that, it reminded me, I think, you know, of course, like she's gotten to a place where she has that luxury to be able to do that in her, you know, day to day life. And it in turn fuels her business. And in turns, exactly. But I think everybody, maybe you can't give yourself a whole day of self-care. Maybe you can give yourself a whole afternoon. Yeah. Or skip that happy hour with your coworkers and be like, no, Wednesday nights are not happy hour nights anymore. Right. They're, I go home and take a bath and read and turn off my phone at 6 p.m. Right. And just, you know, we can always make... I think that's what Whole30 also made me see is it takes effort but you can make changes that drastically impact your life. Yeah. And it has to do with time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been like really aware of lately and really aware of the fact that I have not been like respecting mm-hmm. the amount of time in a day. Cause just cause you do more doesn't mean you're more efficient. Mm-mm. And so what I'm trying to announce is to like work smarter, not longer. Yeah. You know? And that's going to be a big shift, but even doing something like Whole30 makes you aware of that because it forces you to take the time yeah. to meal prep. And it's like, time just doesn't appear out of the blue. Like, yeah. you have to figure out. And and if you're someone who's, like, a really busy, like, listen, my one of my best friends who's a mother of four did Whole30. <laughs> Who works? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's got a full plate, but, like taking that time yeah yeah like it's a hard thing but we can all find reasons to not do yeah. it yeah and, and I think a big reason for me another fear I really had going into it is like you're a cook mm-hmm. I'm not a cook <laughs> like I I like to bake healthy-ish she's treats. a phenomenal baker <laughs> she gives me sweets <laughs> I I do really like to bake healthy versions of delicious food but, um, which is equally delicious, <laughs> which is I equally am. delicious. Yeah. They're it, like, I just made, um, post whole 30, these, uh, peanut butter bars. We'll post about it before this episode airs. I'll save it in our whole 30. I'll save it in our highlights. Okay. 
but um, so it'll definitely be there if it's not on our feed. But I made these um, sugar-free, dairy-free, um, vegan, gluten-free peanut butter bars, and they literally taste like a Reese's peanut butter cup. And they're not better. There, yeah. There's nothing. I mean, I guess I haven't had a Reese's in a really long time, but it's well, in as my somebody mind, who it has, better. it tastes exactly <laughs> the same. And all that's in it is almond flour, peanut butter, maple syrup, and um, coconut oil and chocolate chips. Like, you know, so you can do healthier things, but where I was going with this is I can do that. I can't make a delicious dinner or breakfast. I barely could scramble eggs. Girl, (laughs) let me tell you though, the instant pot is life changing. It is. Well, see for me though, so I don't have an instant pot and I went into this like, like honestly, like I can boil water and I can like, you know, pan fry some salmon and like, like I said, honestly use those like egg like carton eggs yeah. carton egg whites and make a little omelet so I was really nervous going into it but yeah it did force me like I watched YouTube videos to prepare like how to fry an egg right <laughs> so embarrassing but so honest because I wasn't gonna let my lack of skill affect me going into this and actually now like now you're really more skilled I I really feel like I learned how to cook better and I saved, I was so, you know, our, the first big grocery haul was pretty expensive. Yeah. I spent a lot more money at the grocery store than I ever have. But, and I texted Allie, I was like, this is really expensive. expensive. Yeah. And, you know, but you you had said, which ended up being really true, she was like, yeah, but you're not going to eat out at all. Yeah. And I didn't eat or out drink out at, at all. all. Or drink at all. And um, I ate, usually when I even do a normal grocery haul, things go to waste because I don't right. eat it. I Nothing went to waste. Right. And then once I had to restock, it was like just buying eggs or just right. buying avocado. So it was never as expensive as the first um, big haul. But I had heard that too as a criticism of Whole30 is it's very expensive. But I found I saved, I didn't eat out. My husband and I went, which we ate meals at home, but we saved so much money. We went on like one date night, which yeah. was really challenging for me yeah. to eat because there wasn't much I could eat. And we thought we chose, you know, a restaurant. Okay, restaurant yeah. that, and they did. They ended up, they were really, really accommodating to my they just called them allergies, but you know, to whatever yeah. my program was, but it wasn't easy and it wasn't, but we had fun. And again, everything just stopped revolving around food. Right. Like we went to one dinner date night out, but we spent so many days together doing things that just didn't revolve around food, Yeah, which is so, um, yeah, it was yeah. really fun. It's just like, you can have fun and that you don't have to like a spend money or eat food to have fun. Yeah. You know? And he didn't do Whole30, but he ate a lot of the food that I cooked, or he would, like, get... He loves Chinese food, so he would get, like, <laughs> Chinese food or something, and I just would make my own food. So yeah. I think you can definitely do it if some other people in your house aren't doing it. I just wouldn't cook him meals that weren't Whole30 approved. Right. So he you would either eat, eat this what I was eating, right. or he would just get takeout. Yeah. Well, lucky him. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good. Um... No, it is true. Like, it may feel like you're spending a little bit more money at the grocery store, but you probably are. Mm -hmm. But then I consider all the, like, lost money that you can spend on, like, grabbing food out or here or there. Even coffee. It's like, you can't, like, you know, most coffee shops don't. You just can get a black coffee, which is, like, two bucks, you know? You don't get those lattes. So it really does. I would say, like, I didn't track it perfectly, but, like, I would say it's probably cheaper than a normal month I think so and um I definitely think so and you know so okay let's go into this thought that Eric and I so we so obviously we have some strong opinions we're big this is all the stuff we loved about Whole30 but we have strong opinions about what we did not like about right. Whole30 at the same time. Before we go into it, I will say the pros outweigh the cons for me, but I do have very strong cons if okay. you want to go So, first. yes, I'll just set this up a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> there are some wonderful Whole30 approved brands. Mm-hmm. Brands that I love, I trust, and I use all year round. Mm-hmm. However... There are certain things that are Whole30 compliant, these brands, that are basically like partnered with the Whole30 brand, 
And, and they're approved and promoted to eat and incorporate during your 30 days. Exactly, which makes life a lot easier. It does. However, there are some ingredients in those that are a little bit, like, gray. Well, they say, like, on the Whole30 website, they say that these ingredients are not approved basically otherwise. For instance, coconut aminos are approved, and they contain coconut nectar, which is sugar, added sugar. However, other than in this form, coconut nectar is not allowed. Right. So, to me, that's, like, a pretty... Example of you can't have coconut nectar, but you can have coconut nectar in coconut aminos, which, yes, I poured all over my salmon and made my salmon way tastier. Um, Or like Primal Kitchen salad dressing or marinade. I looked one day, and I love Primal Kitchen, don't get me wrong, and they're wonderful, but it had two grams of added sugar. And I'm like, well, technically on Whole30, you're not supposed to have any added sugar, but this is a Whole30 compliant brand. So I'm like... It's a little picky and choosy in, as far as, like, what brands they're in deals with and that, that are approved, not and, just based on ingredients. And that was frustrating at times because sometimes it would have been really easy just to grab something, but then it had coconut sugar in it or, or coconut vanilla nectar extract. or vanilla extract. And you just can't... And, you know, I get it. There's alcohol and vanilla extract, but there's also alcohol and kombucha. Right. And, and GT's kombucha is an improved Whole30 so, brand. So sometimes in my frustration, the picky and choosiness kind of bothered me. It definitely bothered me because um, I just didn't understand or... Not that I didn't understand. I totally understand it. it it's important to have Whole30 approved things. And... These foods are actually really healthy. If you're eating Primal Kitchen brand, if you're having coconut aminos, you're probably living like you're doing good. You know, yeah. like they're healthier options. options. Yes. But the picking and the choosing was a little bit frustrating, it, especially in those times of feeling rushed or running into a store like Air One that has tons of you know, ridiculous, their slogan is, if it's here, it's healthy for you. Like it is like, and we've interviewed a lot of people who sell their products at Air One. And so they can attest to the fact that they really vet what is sold on their yeah. shelves. They're it's really a committed. pretty incredible supermarket. So on a really busy night to run in there and still be limited because of vanilla extract or coconut nectar, those were two, you know, frustrating moments when I could go grab a kombucha or something with coconut aminos on it. Yes. So, with so that basically that, has to do with branded partnership, which I also think there's nothing wrong with. It's just like some people go like I almost think then like those ingredients should just like be, be approved and suggested in moderation, which they do with other things like seeds or some mm-hmm. seed oil, like chia and like yeah, they'll things. be like like chia seeds or flax seeds. I don't know if both are, but because I didn't really eat them during the process, but like. For example, chia seeds are approved but not recommended to be used in excess. Yes. Because the point is to get back to like real whole – the whole point of Whole30 is to get back to real whole foods, which is why things like coconut nectar or vanilla extract aren't real whole foods. But if you're going to approve it in some situations, I think you should approve it in all situations, which is why for myself – you know, I definitely will do, quote, Whole30 again. I actually think it's going to be, like I said, the way I just primarily live my life. But I won't... And I think every January, honestly, this was the best reset to do after the holidays. Yeah. I felt so gross after the holidays, just in terms of not even from, like, a physical or a weight standpoint, just from, like, I had been indulging in foods that I don't normally eat. And yeah. And I felt bad. And it's the greatest reset. I will do it every January for sure, um, as long as I'm able to. But I don't think I will ever call it Whole30 again Mm. because I don't think there's anything wrong with vanilla extract or coconut nectar or those little picky and choosy moments. Right. Like, even if you look at the ingredients and something and they're all approved ingredients, but the product is not. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, eat legumes or I wouldn't eat, you know, um, even coconut sugar or maple syrup, which, you know, are paleo. 
No, pretty sure maple approved. syrup is paleo. Coconut sugar is definitely paleo. Um, those are all not approved on Whole30. Right, because the, the idea is to truly take the sugar other than fruit sugar yeah, out of your but, diet. Yeah, but I don't, but I think when you call it Whole30, that's the thing. Like, I remember I was at a coffee shop and they had this coffee and it had, it was basically a bulletproof coffee. Okay. All approved ingredients, you know, because ghee is approved uh -huh. and um, coconut oil is approved and coffee is approved. Yeah. Um, Thank but God. then they added, and it had cocoa, raw cocoa, cinnamon, and it had vanilla extract. And I didn't get it, but I was like, why not? If I just had a kombucha. Yeah, why not? And why would that mean I have to start over on day one? So that's what I mean by the label of calling it Whole30. Also things, another thing I know we talked about was like, like for instance, press, you can't have... Oh yeah, press juicery. That's well, bullshit. that's the other thing. You can have... So along with this, right, you can have coconut nectar and coconut aminos, and you can have added sugar, I guess, in Primal Kitchen or whatever. Which, by the way, they have very, very little. I don't mean to, like, I love Primal Kitchen. We love Primal Kitchen. These, but this is just, like, about, I think, our frustrations with Whole30. Even though, again, we would recommend it. Do it again. This is your second yeah. time. But you're not supposed to, like, for instance, um, if ice cream is all approved compliant ingredients, like pressed juice freeze. Yeah, which literally has... Almond almonds. milk? No, just almonds. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, pressed well, almonds, almonds, dates, cocoa, cinnamon. And salt. And sea salt. I think that was really all that was. They're all approved ingredients. You but, can't have it because it represents ice cream. And you're not like supposed bullshit, to have you, ice cream. Like, and I think most people don't do Whole30 like that. I think some people... There are crazy forums. Though. Yeah, some people do. <laughs> and if you're listening and you do it that way, like more power to you. And I also understand, you know, we interviewed um, Joanna of Keto in Canada. And yeah. she has to be really strict with herself on her keto diet because she is addicted to food. And if she goes off of keto for even a second, she doesn't know if that won't make her spiral. So I understand if you're doing Whole30 as a way to like take away whatever tie you have to ice cream or tie you have yes. to a food, you, you're not supposed to replace a food that is bad for you like ice cream with Whole30 approved ice cream or whatever. And if you're one of those people, go do that. But I'm not one of those people. I like ice cream. I mean, <laughs> and I'm ice very cream doesn't I like trigger me. Cream. Like having that freeze would not trigger me to then like go get a pint of ice cream. Like I don't. Right, have you that. need to know what works for you. So again, I think it's. I just think there shouldn't be judgment in it. It's yeah. like if you want to do whole thirty, and it's really like the whole thirty of it. Of nothing is replacing. Anything else. Anything else. But then you also probably shouldn't be having coconut aminos and even Primal Kitchen stuff because that's also – like Primal Kitchen ranch dressing is ranch dressing. It's, it's ranch just dressing. Whole30 approved ingredient ranch dressing, right? Yeah. So, again, I didn't – I will say for the most part, I coconut aminos I had a lot of. But actually, other than the Primal Kitchen mayo, I didn't really have I a lot of – I love the Primal Kitchen The Primal Kitchen mayo is so great, and it's so great with tuna. But I didn't have a lot of that stuff. So I think I did, I'd say, like, 90%, like, the way it's intended to be, like, not the replacements. But Back I had, to nature. But I had freezer fudge, which is makes you feel like you're eating dessert, but the only ingredients are coconut oil, almond butter, and cocoa. Yeah. You know, so I did. I wish, you guys, I wish we were videoing this episode right now because Erica's <laughs> using a lot of air quotes, well, which <laughs> you cannot see on a podcast. Well, I just, okay, at my most frustrated, and then I will say Without freezer fudge, Whole30 would not have been... Freezer fudge, <laughs> Without freezer fudge, Whole30 would not have been sustainable for me. Yeah. I needed... A little something, something. I needed a little something to make me feel like I was having a sweet treat. And yes, technically and that's not that. the purpose of Whole30, but I was eating Whole30 approved ingredients, which was already a battle in itself. And I think that's why for me... I just think we need to remove judgment. And yeah. Ju like, that's the thing. I have no judgment towards Whole30 brand partnerships. I have no judgment no. towards people who really... I love those brands. Yeah, and who really want to do it the way it's intended, with, with, which is, you know, not 
using Whole30 approved ingredients to make ice cream or freezer fudge or whatever. But also in the same way, I think it's important not to have judgment for people who are making, like myself, it was a huge lifestyle change for me. I was going to say, these are big strides to even just try this for yourself. And if freezer fudge helps or something, like I know a lot of people make like, um, like even if you don't go to Press Juice Freezery, in your Nutribullet or your blender, you can make basically oh, approved ice cream. I do right? that all the time. Yeah, it's so, it's so easy to do. There's tons of recipes for it. And there's a whole Pinterest boards dedicated to Whole30 approved delicious recipes, recipes yeah. that are essentially replacements for other things, other things that might yes. not be approved. So I just think for me, that was especially in my like, I'm over it mode. Yeah, in your I was angry just like, phase. Which, and I will say, Whole30 also has a timeline yes. that's on their website that shows you the emotions you go through, like week days one to three, days three to six, days 15 to 17. Like, they have, like, a whole timeline of emotions. Yeah. And I was pretty much on chart with all of those that's emotions. That's wild. I... I, so if you look at that chart, I don't that know was that I've ever looked at that chart. I sort of have done it blindly, like both times. Like in the, well, the second time, not blindly, because I had prepared the first time. But like I sort of just looked at like what you remove, what you did. Like I read the yeah. stuff, but then I just was like, okay, this is what I know works. Like this is what I know. This is like what I'm in for the next thirty yeah. days. Go. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. Like I said, like I loved it, As, even with those. And I know Whole30 is evolving, right? Like, I don't know when, but until recently, regular potatoes were not approved. Yeah. And now they are approved. So I'm sure maybe in like a year or two years, coconut nectar and vanilla extract will be approved. Well, and also like what we learn from this, like it just like those little, little things are nitpicky at the end of the day. That's not really the point. The point is that when we eat real food Mm -hmm. that comes from the planet... And not yeah. from a factory. Yeah. We feel like the human beings we're meant to feel like. Yeah. Because we're fueling ourselves as living beings, which we are. And with at, living things. And at the end of the day, I have never felt better than yeah. these last 30 days. So the idea is even if just generally we can take away from it, like, I'm going to eat something that comes from this earth. Yeah. Like, that's a real food. And it's not made by people in a factory. Yep. And delivered to me in a box. If it grows in the ground, like, it, it's going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. And that if we can learn to nourish ourselves in that way and, you know, remove some of the dependency, um, which happens when, when we are eating chemically engineered things that are literally created for us to become dependent on, yep. when we remove that from our diet... We that's where the food freedom comes from yeah. is because then we're just eating actual food. Yeah. And it's that simple. Yeah. You know, so it's like, to me, that's what I value about yeah. something like this. I don't believe in diets either. I mean, listen, if you have something that works for you, I don't judge that. But I don't believe like in diets for results, but I do believe in dietary choices Yeah, for results as far as Feeling a certain way. Yeah. And if looking a certain way comes along with that, great. Yeah. That's up to you and what you want to do with that. But like you were saying, like brain fog, functioning, like energy, all these things, those are just things that we should like, they're sort of like basic yeah. human rights. Like, was that like a weird thing to say? Like, it's if, if we as humans are fueling ourselves in a way that actually is fuel, like we are actually giving ourselves fuel for our bodies, um, as it was intended to be fueled, we will function in a way that's pretty high performance. And that being said, we have other things. Like I said, I've had like so much health stuff on and off over the years and still suffering with that. But I couldn't imagine if I was just eating like processed food all day long how much worse it would be. Yeah. And, you know, that brings us into another conversation that we're both really passionate about, which is, like, how little access there is to real food and affordability. Mm -hmm. And that's really infuriating. Yeah. Um, And maybe that should be, like, 
that's a whole other conversation. Another we episode. On, we have many times. times on this podcast, and you know, um, Ali and I are both in nutrition school right yes. now, actually. And in one of the classes that we were in, I remember they gave like a list too of like how you should eat, and basically. I think everyone can agree, whatever diet you want to be on, whatever program you want to do, right? Like, the primary part of your plate should be plants. Yeah. And then, you know, a little bit of protein or a little bit of, is it going to be starchy vegetable carbohydrates? Are you are you good with grains? Are yeah. you good with gluten? Whatever that is, that's, like, the other side of the plate. But it's mostly, like, vegetables, right? And in this class, I remember they said, like, try to buy um, organic, right? Yeah. Of course. That should be the first thing that you should try to do organic but they were like if you can't still buy the vegetables just try to buy the food yeah just buy the food and so I I just really liked that they pointed that out because I think a lot of times in wellness right we hear like oh I'm eating only organic or all my vegetables and of course that's what should be accessible to everybody and affordable and affordable for everybody but the truth is it's not no and it's still better overall for your body to feed yourself even if it's not organic, even if it's from your Ralphs or Kroger's or whatever your local grocer is called, even if it's, it's still better to eat real food than the process. Right. Like shop the, um, perimeters, shop the perimeters. If you can do nothing else, just shop Mm -hmm. the perimeters. And like, also what I like about that is like every, every little bit helps. Yeah. So one more vegetable in your day means one less something else yeah and it doesn't mean there can't be it you know it doesn't have to be all or nothing yeah and that's okay too and just to be like gentle with ourselves and like you know yeah it is I think this is though I think like ultimately like what Allie and I are so passionate about is this conversation and ultimately we hope to be able to work and make you know, a difference in food affordability, food accessibility, um, food in schools. It's yeah. all, this is, this all goes food into education. such a bigger conversation. But I think for me at least, even though we obviously can't solve all these issues in an episode or it can't be solved at a wellness panel or whatever, for me it's important to acknowledge that it's a problem yeah. and to also acknowledge that it's a luxury that we can even have this conversation right. and that we ourselves have access to do something like Whole30. Whole30. Yeah. Um, because I think for me, especially, and I've touched on this in other episodes, but there was a lot of times in my childhood where we just didn't have money and we had to eat fast food or junk food or whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't a choice and it wasn't because my mom was too lazy to cook. It just, when you're working two jobs yeah. and you have small children, you just need to feed them. Need, Feeding them is more they need, important. They than, need literally caloric intake. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, so for me, and I know like I have so much privilege and so much access now, Yeah. but that wasn't always my reality. Yeah. And so for me, I think, yes, I know we can't solve these problems in a conversation, but for me, just acknowledging that it exists and acknowledging the luxury behind even having the conversation, those are important to me. So I think just in general in wellness, I think it's missing. It's missing that component. It's missing that component. And you know, as you and I continue to like get, become exposed to so many People and there are and there are a lot of great people in this field trying to do work and bring awareness mm-hmm. to this, but there's also a lot of um, I'm just gonna say it like out, people who are out of touch yeah. with reality yeah. with the reality of a lot of people in this country. Yeah. Um, let alone like uh, the global conversation, yeah. but even just like in our own backyard. Yeah. Like there are people in our backyard in Los Angeles yeah. that don't have access to food. Yeah. Los Angeles food. has the largest homeless population, too. I know this is, but in, I think, the entire United States. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. It's definitely California. Yeah, I think it's, it's um yeah, so I think, sorry that we took, like, a little bit of a left turn here, but I think for yeah, us, this important. is all, it's just important to keep this on our brains, in our radar, and I think for me, it also makes me more appreciative, you know, when I am, and I have these moments all the time where I will be grocery shopping at air one or eating a really nutritious meal and then I suddenly am overwhelmed with appreciation of like I that was just not 
a reality for me, you know, 20 years ago or um, when I was growing up. And then it brings me back to it's just not a reality for a lot of people and beyond. You you don't even have to be the extremes. If you're listening to this and you live in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, even more than New York, is the most well-conscious city, I think, in the country. country And I've talked to people from New York about this influencers people all over we have so much and it's also it's just our it's you know climate it's the climate it's a very like easygoing life there's a lot of artists so we're not on that like grind 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 life here it's just very different and I think even on that it's like we're so fortunate to have the access to good food and clean water and so you know Allie and I care about this stuff and we care about you guys listening we do and you know what I was thinking sorry this is just another thing we're talking about like this clarity of mind from Mm. eating real whole foods for 30 days like it infuriates me but basically (laughs) I think about like kids in schools and LAUSD and not not only probably not at home having access to real food, but in like in school lunches either. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation where like tomato paste is considered a vegetable. Yep. And it's like these kids are not being, they're not given, like we need to give them the resources. Like they deserve these resources that like set them up for success. Cause otherwise it keeps people, especially like low income, lower socioeconomic kids, like, in this rut for even just like doing well in school and it's and it's also an education issue as well because even parents right who have money and access you know how many people think and not that it's the worst thing ever you know dr darren claire who was on our podcast he eats a sandwich for lunch right like he was like yeah sometimes i'll grab a sandwich but a lot of people think like you know, whole grain wheat bread and, you know, deli slices and all that, that's like a healthy, nutritious meal. And again, it's not that it isn't, it's just also the education of, are you looking at the ingredients in your bread? Because yes, some whole grain bread, great, great choice, but some whole grain bread, the second ingredient is high fructose corn syrup. And when I discovered that, I was shocked. Right. Because I... It's not normal. It's not stuff we think about. So I think... Having these conversations and educating is all very important. Yes. I mean, so. I just recently, like a couple weeks ago, found out that there is an ingredient in Cheerios. Cheerios, which is like baby cereal. Yeah. It's everybody's cereal. I, I mean, love Cheerios. I literally grew up every... But every, I, like, it's like the first thing you give babies to yeah. when they're like food, you know? Like they can eat the Cheerios. Is a, um, a, a chemical... That was banned from um, common cleaning products. Oh my god! And it's because it was so toxic in 2011. It was banned, but the FDA has not banned it as a as like um, an additive to food. Is it in like regular Cheerios or is it a special? I'm pretty sure it's in all Cheerios. Oh my god! And a lot of General Mills cereals. That's so, see, and I think that's why, you know, we talked, we did touch on a lot of this stuff in our episode with Leah of Leah's Plate, which I thought was a great episode, and she's such a conscious um, food blogger, and she's a mom of two um, little girls, but she really talked about either, you know, the importance of, like, doing your research, reading ingredients, and if not, finding people you trust who you can... Who will do it for you. Who will do it for you. And so I think, because sometimes it is, like, who has the time, right, to, like, research all the ingredients we shouldn't be eating or what's on the dirty dozen list or whatever, even if you have, right, the funds and the access, right? Because I think that is the other part of this is it's an education issue. People think they're making healthy choices. Right, because people want to. It's been proven statistically that they'll take recommendations that, like, the government gives. Because people want to be healthy. So I think it is, like, if you find a food blogger like Leah or We Love Kelly Levesque, you know, people that you can really trust – then when they recommend something, you can be like, oh, I don't need to do any extra research because I, I trust this person yeah. and I trust what they're what they're saying to me. So, yeah, I think – but, again, all of this – obviously, this is all stuff we've been feeling for a long time. But for me, especially the grain brain, I have terrible brain fog. And, yes, like I eat – before Whole30 and before the holidays. But, like, my normal is I just ate a lot of 
what I thought to be good, high-quality, gluten-free grains, but pretty regular, be it gluten-free pasta, be it brown rice, be it white rice, whatever. You know, I eat a lot of grains. And that's why, like I said, like within a week, removing grains completely from my diet, yes, my energy was low the first two weeks, but my mind was so clear. And that tripped me out so much because I had been struggling with brain fog for so long. And yeah, I did. I really saw the biggest change from grains. Yeah. Which makes me sad because I love food and I'm that girl, like, I'm with you if you don't like vegetables and like you prefer <laughs> like chocolate cake and pasta and baked brie. Like, that's what I wish I could live my life as. But I now understand what it feels like, and what especially it, what on it this does extreme. To your body. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just, the, the way you feel, I would, if anybody is listening and they want to try it, um, yeah, and you can always start. It doesn't have to be like, you know, February 1st. This episode is airing February 6th. It could be February 7th to March 7th. You know, yeah. it's 30 days is whatever 30 days you want to do. But yeah, I would definitely recommend doing Whole30. I yeah. think it's pretty, um, it's been pretty, it's pretty, life, it's pretty life-changing. Yeah. And you learn a lot about yourself. And it takes a lot of the, for me, Again, with my loaded relationship with food, it took the power away mm. from food for the first time, yeah. I think, ever in my life. Yeah. So. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Yay. We we, t- we dove into a lot of different topics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have so much good stuff coming your way. Yes. We have episodes coming up. Um, we have a fun chocolate episode Ooh, coming Valentine's out Day. Um, with Addictive Wellness. Um, we're going to have Danica Breisha's interview coming out this month. We have um, a holistic healer and acupuncturist, Sarah Norvellis. Yes. Um, all about like Eastern, East meets West. Um, uh, and her personal journey is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have so much coming your way and we can't wait to keep releasing episodes and growing this community and we just love you all so much for listening yes thank you keep listening (laughs) and uh, keep doing it um yeah really good episodes to come um so stay tuned and and let us know if you tried whole 30 or if you um if you'd like to try whole 30 if you have any other questions questions, yeah dm us slide into our dms (laughs) (laughs) what i love to say um thanks you guys all right till next time Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness.